Welcome to the Gregory Diggout Podcast. Now, I will admit, and I will grant you that I have allowed people, even recently, to wreck some moments in my life, some minutes in my life. Minutes, maybe, but I'm not letting anyone wreck my day, my week, my year, or my life. Welcome to another episode of Think Like a Champion, a podcast that is dedicated to helping you win in every way and enjoy every day. In fact, we're going to tap into some of that enjoyment today because we've been talking about mastering our emotions and we've been asking the question, am I in control or am I not in control and how to take control back, how to take control of our emotional health and our emotions, period. And one of the things I've tried to get across to the people in my life, and and you're in my life right now, and I'm in yours right now, and I'm grateful, but every one of us has the power to master our emotions. And so often we, we give reasons why we get so emotional at times, but we are in a heightened state of people's raw emotions like never before over the last two or three years especially, right? And there's so many things that we give our power to. We give our power, we surrender our power to our emotions, the way we're treated. We surrender our power to the way we're treated with the way we're mistreated. We surrender our power to the news of the day. We surrender our power or we give control of, of back to our emotions, so to speak, when we feel less than, when we compare to others. And we have to take our power back. This is your superpower. Like if I could tell you, you have one superpower, here's what it is. You have a superpower and it's the power to control or harness your emotions. It doesn't mean never feeling emotions. I feel many emotions and I feel some of them very deeply. But what keeps me happy and what keeps me free is knowing that I have the power to control my reaction and my attitude towards anything that life brings. I can't, I don't have control over everything life brings, but I have control over my attitude and my reaction. Remember what an attitude is. It's a, an attitude is a mindset that takes precedence over all other facts, a mindset that takes precedence over all other facts. So your brain is constantly taking in facts, taking in information, but your attitude is where you decide that this is what I'm going to believe and this is gonna have more power and more authority over anything that comes against me or anything that happens in my life. So a mindset that takes precedence. Like, like when, when everybody's mad, I gotta have a mindset that I'm not gonna give in to that. My attitude is I'm not giving in to that. Even though the fact is everybody else is mad, I have the right to get mad back. I choose an attitude of kindness. I don't always choose it, obviously, because uh, clearly I, I have failed many times, as we all have. But what I'm trying to get at is we, we're, we have the power to set the thermostat, right? We're not reading the temperature. We're setting the thermostat of our attitude, which is going to take precedence over our emotions. We might feel anger, we might feel hate, we might feel jealous, we might feel fear, we might feel anxious, we might feel depressed. But my attitude is what's guiding the ship here. It's my attitude is what takes the mindset that takes precedence over all the other stimuli, over all the other signals coming to my brain. 
Jesus said something really powerful. And, I'll, and by the way, I want to give you three things or three keys to staying happy and free or becoming happy and free. This is what everybody seeks after. Everybody, everybody in one way or another is looking for happiness and how to be free, whether that's financial freedom, whether that's relational freedom, whether that's emotional freedom, the physical freedom to move about as you desire, the freedom to choose. All these freedoms are, are what all of us want. All of us want to be free. We all want to feel free. We all want to feel happy. Um, so there's this amazing verse. I'm going to give you these three things, but I want, to, I want you to hear this. Jesus said in Revelation chapter 3, verse 1, or verse 11, actually, I am coming quickly. Hold fast to what you have received. Hold on to what you have received and let no one take your crown. Let no one take your crown. Boy, that, that sentence that Jesus said there really got my attention a few years ago. And I began to really study this, like what the crown represents. Let no one take your crown. When Jesus says, let no one take your crown, he says it's yours. And he says you have a crown and he's, nobody could take it if you didn't have it. So he has given us a crown and the crown is the symbol of our power. The crown is the symbol of our royalty. The crown goes on the head is also a symbol of our brain, our soul, which is the mind to think, the heart to feel or the emotions to feel and the will to decide, the mind to think, the heart to feel and the will to decide. And Jesus says, let no one take it. Let no one usurp the power that you have over your soul. Don't let anyone take your superpower. Your superpower is your crown. Your crown is that you're choosing to believe about yourself something that you won't always feel, something that you won't, it, other people won't always uh, believe it, but you're choosing to be ruled by love, to be ruled by what God says about you, to be ruled like the crown represents, I'm going to, this crown is going to rule my life. I'm ruling my emotions, not letting my emotions rule me. The crown doesn't go on the heart. The crown goes on the head because the head needs to be in charge of the heart. I believe in following your heart, but I just believe you should follow your heart as long as you, you take your brain along with you, okay? Because these two forces, they, they're meant to work together, not against each other. So God wants us, and we as human beings, we want to be in control of our emotions. We embarrass ourselves sometimes. I know I've embarrassed myself at times. My emotions have gotten out of control. Or, and, and it may be a little thing sometimes that we get stuck on. But that's why we're not letting anyone or anything take our crown. We're not going to let we're not going to let our emotions rule us. We're not going to let other people's opinions rule us. We're not going to let what people do to us rule us. We're not letting any of those things take our crown. You see, emotions are simply internal motions trying to move you or create motion in one direction or another. That's why I don't like to look at our emotions as something that's that are negative. I just look at them as they're a beautiful part of my life. My emotions are a beautiful part of my life and I don't want to lose control of them and I don't want to lose what they provide me with. The emotion of peace, the emotion of happiness, the emotion of love, the emotion of of gratitude. These are these are thoughts 
that lead to these emotions, but they're very powerful emotions and we need to feel them. And of course, we need to realize that the negative emotions that are in our life are just as real as the positive ones. And we need to take both our positive emotions and our negative emotions as a, as a signal. Positive emotions are, are a signal. They're sending a signal to us to be grateful and to thank God. And negative emotions are a signal to go to God. The positive ones are a signal to thank God and the negative ones are a symbol to go to God about that thing that you're dealing with or you're feeling. So, so where, so listen, I'm, I'm on the other side at this stage in my life. I'm on the other side of allowing anyone to wreck my day, to wreck my week, to wreck my year or to wreck my life. Now I will admit, and I will grant you that I have allowed people even recently to wreck some moments in my life, some minutes in my life, minutes maybe, but I'm not letting anyone wreck my day, my week, my year or my life. Maybe someone can throw me off my game for a few minutes. Someone can throw me off my joy. Somebody can throw me off my peace for a few minutes. But ultimately, I've taken my life out of anybody else's control to villainize me or for me to villainize or for me to blame. And this is the mentality that I believe truly makes us happy as people. It's truly making me happy. Um, I really feel like I'm at a happy place in my life because happiness was God's idea, first of all. Joy is God's idea. But what we've done is we've given, we've acquiesced our happiness to other things and to people. And we need to take it back. We need to take our crown back and not let anyone take it again because unhappiness and oppression. So we're talking about being happy and free. Unhappiness and oppression come from three things, in my opinion. Number one, when we give people power to influence our emotions. We've all done this. We bought something because it was emotional. We saw a commercial. We saw an ad. We saw something on Instagram. We bought it out of emotion. Not, it wasn't practical. We didn't really need it, but they got us in the emotional place of our soul. It's called emotional buying. It's emotional advertising. Emotional eating is another thing. This is a real problem because our emotions, generally speaking, are good. Our emotions are good even though they're bad sometimes. They really are like our children. Like I look at my emotions are kind of like my kids. I love my kids and I would do anything for my kids, but I have to be, I have to lead my life through my own brain and through my own mind. Look, brain and the mind are the parents. So the emotions are the kids, the emotions are the children and the parents, the mind and the heart, or excuse me, the mind and the brain are the parents. And it's one big happy family. <laughs> You're your, your mind, your brain, and because your brain is physical, your mind is solical, if that's even a word, but your mind is mental and emotional. Your brain is physical, literally physiological, right? So the brain and the mind are the parents, the emotions are the kids, and we're going to have one big happy family when all those three things are working together. And that means the emotions are free to express themselves as long as they don't violate the, the choices that the brain and the mind have, have made. Like I said earlier, uh, I believed in following your heart in, in many cases, but only if we take our brain with us. 
So this is the source of where addictions are created in our lives is when we allow something else to control us other than our own mind and our own brain. And I, I really want you to get a hold of this, that the, the, the addictions are something that sends signals. There's, their addictions are created by the release of certain signals to the brain. And when the chemicals that are happening in our minds are constantly, and the signals are constantly telling us that we're not enough, we don't have enough, we're never gonna have enough, it leads us to behaviors to try to compensate for feeling deficient in some way. So, so number one, unhappiness and oppression come from giving people power to influence our emotions. Take it back, decide for yourself that you're gonna rule your life, you're gonna, you're gonna let your brain and your, and your mind rule your heart and your emotions. The second thing that I think I, I know in my life ha has been the case, and I think you'll find it to be true as well, is that unhappiness and bondage come from not making progress in our lives. Happiness equals progress, or progress equals happiness. When, you're, when you feel you're moving forward in the right direction, even if it's not a million miles in the right direction, maybe it's one step in the right direction, when you feel you're moving forward, you really become happy. No matter how far there is to go, the feeling of forward progress, that feeling of making forward progress releases chemicals in the brain that actually make us feel high or make us feel happy. And those same chemicals give us the energy to take the next step. And I, I wanna double click on that for a second because in my life, when I've had financial pressure, the unhappiness doesn't come from the pressure. The unhappiness doesn't come from the lack of money. The unhappiness comes from not making progress with my money. The unhappiness in my health, it doesn't come from not being in perfect health. The unhappiness comes from not seeing that I'm making any progress. So people decide they wanna lose weight or they wanna get in better shape or they wanna get their finances together or they really want their family to be better. We, we can't go for the kill. We can't go for having it all at one time. We just have to realize that if you got it all at one time, what would be next anyway? If you got everything at one time that you, were, that you wanted in life, you'd be unhappy again because there's really a, this kind of a mis, mysterious joy in the journey. There's this sense of when you're on a journey and you're making progress towards that destination, it really makes you happy. If you ever, you, for those of you who have been on vacation recently, you would you know how this is, that there's so much joy and anticipation as you're getting ready to go, as you're getting ready to board the plane or get you know, in the car and you, there's, there's positive emotions associated with being on the way there. And then when you get there, there's some positive emotions there. But sometimes you get there and it's not as what you thought it was gonna be, it wasn't as good as you thought it was gonna be, and so you get a little let down. But when you were making progress toward the goal, you felt good about it. And 
when you went home, you're like tired again, right? Like just went on this vacation to rest and now I'm tired again. Why? Because the feeling of weariness and unhappiness and oppression comes from not making progress. You know, there's something that to be said about the 10 lepers that came to Jesus and they said, have pity on us, have mercy on us, Lord. And it says when when Jesus saw them in Luke chapter 17, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And the Bible says as they went, they were cleansed as they went. They were cleansed. So as they were making progress, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw he was healed, when he saw the progress, when he saw the the movement, when he saw that he wasn't looking at the same torn up, destroyed, withered hands anymore. He wasn't looking at the same withered feet anymore. He wasn't looking at all the sores all over his body anymore. When he saw he was healed, when he saw progress was made, when he saw that he was going in the right direction, when he saw there was movement, when he saw something was different, when he saw something was going in the right direction, it says then he turned back and began to praise God with a loud voice. You see this happiness and this joy. And he threw himself at Jesus feet and thanked him. And Jesus said, wait a minute, weren't there 10 cleansed, but yet only this one has returned to praise God. And he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. I'm going to tell you his faith, the faith that made him well was the was first of all, doing what Jesus said to do, but then recognizing the progress that he had made. Listen, I don't imagine that he was made his his body was made perfect, but it was cleansed from the leprosy. That's progress. So today, maybe you're not going to have all your finances in order, but create a budget. Now you're making progress. Give something away. Now you're making progress. Cut something out of your budget. Now you're making progress. And that's where the joy is. That's where the happiness is. So this so this devil of unhappiness, this, this demon or this force, this demonic force of of misery, unhappiness, uh, joyless existence is it's because we're giving people power over our own emotions when we really have responsibility to take power over them. And we can. And secondly, when we're not making progress, we find ourselves in an unhappy way. Stop trying to get a touchdown and just get a, a few yards, get a like stop trying to get a grand slam and just get on base, just like walk or stick your elbow out and get hit by a pitch. Somehow just get on first base, somehow squeeze three or four yards out of this play and the joy and the happiness comes from the movement and the direction you're going in and the progress that you're making. And with everything in our lives, we can make progress if we just look at not the finish line, but what is right in front of us? What is the very next thing we can do? The next step? What is that? That is where the joy is. That is where the progress is. That is where the peace comes from is just take the next step. 
discover what it is. Maybe your next step is forgiving somebody. Maybe your next step is asking someone to forgive you. Maybe your next step is giving something away. Like I said earlier, maybe your next step is reading and something that you haven't read before and learning a new skill. Maybe it's learning a language, learning an instrument. It's making progress that makes us happy. And number three, unhappiness comes from shifting the blame. Now, we talked about this when we talked about the victim mentality last week, but I want to double click on that one as well. Unhappiness comes from shifting the blame of our lives to someone else. This has been happening since time first began, since humanity was created by God in Genesis chapter three, after Adam and Eve had eaten from the tree that he told them not to eat from. I think it was in verse 10 when he said, God said, to Adam, where are you? Like they had hidden themselves, right? And God said, where are you? Have you, you know, he already knew where he was, but he, it was a rhetorical question. Adam was hiding. Where are you? Have you eaten from the tree I told you not to eat from? And, and, and look at what Adam's response was. The woman who you gave me, she made me do it. She, <laughs> the woman who you gave me, she ate and then gave me to eat. In one sentence, Adam becomes the victim of every other every other person in the universe, because the only other people in the universe at the time was Eve and God. So in one in one sentence, basically, Adam is blaming the whole world on why he did what he did. But then what's funny gets even funnier is that God turns to Eve and says, what have you done? And she says the Eve then Eve says to God, the serpent the first words out of her mouth was were the serpent, the serpent who you put in the garden. She either said it or implied it. The serpent who you put in the garden. So the woman who you gave me, Adam's blaming everybody in the world. And then this woman says the serpent who you put in the garden, like we give the devil too much credit to sometimes. We don't have to do what he said. Eve didn't have to do what the serpent said he didn't have to believe she didn't have to believe him. He said, Boy, mankind has been doing this ever since projecting blame, projecting whatever it is that we feel bad about in our own life and pointing to someone else as the reason or the culprit for what we don't like about life or about ourselves. When really all that person that we're blaming is really is a mirror. You know, um, when what, what we're really seeing when somebody is in our life and we are tempted to blame them or to villainize them or to make ourselves a victim to something they're doing, they're really not the victim or they're not the villain and they're not the culprit. What really that person is doing is serving as a mirror in our lives. They're serving as a mirror to help us see what we look like. So we think we're, we, we, we recognize it in them. It's like Jesus said, take the log out of your own eye so you can see clearly take the speck out of the, out of the other person's eye rather than thinking the log is always in their eye. And, and think about this for a moment. What, what we're, when really that person is serving as a mirror, they're serving as a mirror to reveal what we're actually acting like and how we're thinking and it gives us an it gives us an opportunity to address our own life, to address 
what we've been blaming somebody else for. We have an opportunity now to, when, some, when you think someone's the reason, it's usually they're a mirror and they're showing you that you are the real reason. No one looks in the mirror and starts shaving the mirror. No one looks in the mirror and starts putting makeup on the mirror. The person who's causing you to actually maybe have to think about your own attitude and your own mindset, that person is serving you just like the mirror serves you, but you don't fix the mirror. You fix what you see in the mirror and you fix yourself, which is what you see. You see yourself. We need to treat the Bible, as a matter of fact, as a mirror to reveal who we really are as sons and daughters of God. When I look in the Bible, I'm not looking for what I'm doing wrong. I'm not looking for what God's mad about me for because he's not. I'm looking for who does God say I am. And when I look in the Bible, my life might not match up what I see. That's why I keep looking in the mirror. I look, keep looking to God's word as a mirror of who God says I am, more than a conqueror, a son or daughter of God, the head and not the tail, a true champion inside and out. So quickly, how can we take our crown back and take control of our emotions back? How can we be happy and free? Number one, stop giving people power to influence our emotions. They're gonna do things and people are gonna pull, you know, they're gonna hit your trigger and you gotta just make up your mind that you, are, you can only control how you react. You can't control what they do, but you can control what you do as a response, number one. Number two, we need to just start making progress and realize that happiness just come, unhappiness is, from, is just from staying stagnant and happiness will start flowing in your life and joy will start flowing in your life when you start making the next step in the right direction. You don't have to get all the way to the end zone, just get three and a half yards. And three of those strung together, you got a first down now. A few more of those, you got a few more first downs. A few more of those, and you're in for the score, and you win the prize. Let no one take your crown. And number three, let's shift the blame back. Let's see who we're blaming as a serving as serving us as a mirror so that we can see something about ourselves that we can make an adjustment on and let's look into the bible as a mirror of who god says we are and when our life doesn't line up with it we keep looking in this mirror and we keep believing what god says we are until the outside matches up with the inside the true champion within champion outside as well come on let's pray together Lord, thank you for giving us a chance to see some things that can truly make us happy and truly make us free and truly give us the best opportunities to succeed in any area of our lives. Lord, thank you for these tools that you've given us and the joy and the happiness that you desire for us in Jesus' name. Listen. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, it's, you're simply one sentence away. Just say, yes, Lord. Just say, yes, Jesus. I believe that you died and rose from the dead. And if you say those few words, I believe. Jesus, I believe you died for me and rose from the dead. Then you have become a child of God. And click the link on the, in the messages or on our website. Go to 
lifechangerschurch.com. Get, get our book, The Power of a New Life, absolutely free. You can download it anywhere in the world, absolutely free. And those are the next steps because we're talking about making progress, which makes us happy. Next step. Just think next step. And thanks for joining me on Think Like a Champion. Share this. Subscribe to it wherever you listen to podcasts and give if you want to pay it forward, like help somebody else get this message, help somebody else be empowered, help change somebody else's life. You can give at lifechangerschurch.com. And thank you in advance. Thanks for joining me today. Can't wait to see you next week on Think Like a Champion. And if you need a church to go to where you can truly be fed and led into the greatest days of your life, come visit us at Life Changers, lifechangerschurch.com. And we'll see you there. God bless.